0: what does motion sound like? With Kizik Han's free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks.
1: Congratulations, Jim Jordan, on becoming the next Speaker of the House. <laughs> well, I mean, at least in Donald Trump's eyes. What's up? This is Marque Saves the Republican. The announcement was made yesterday on Truth Social. Uh, hold on, I have it. Let me pull up right here. Donald J. Trump on True Social wrote, Cong- Congressman Jim Jordan has been a star long before making his very successful journey to Washington, D.C., representing Ohio's fourth congressional district. Respected by all, he is now chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. As president, I had the honor of presenting Jim with our country's highest civilian award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So much as I think goes into sports and stuff like that. Uh, Anyway, he says he will be a great, all caps, Speaker of the House and has my complete and total endorsement. So everybody really excited today, except probably Steve Scalise, because getting Donald Trump's endorsement for Speaker of the House of Representatives, and I should point out not just Donald Trump's. Uh, but a lot of other folks, you know, Representative uh, Hageman from Wyoming has come out. Jim Banks was an early supporter of Jim Jordan. We spoke yesterday with Matt Gates, and I'm going to replay you the interview here in just a minute because there were a lot of points that I want to hit on that we hit on with Representative Gates, and that he hit on and that I brought up that I think are very important moving forward for everybody to understand. But even Matt Gates yesterday said, Jim Jordan would be great. Jim Jordan would be great. Steve Scalise would be great. Pretty much anybody but Kevin McCarthy would be great in this role and I'm going to be honest with you as a as an impartial observer that's not true I'm totally partial as an observer with a dog in this fight as somebody who's really interested in seeing the conservative agenda be pushed through you know the one that says less spending, more border um, uh, you know, more border wall, more border uh, patrolling, uh, less money to Ukraine. In fact, zero money to Ukraine would be fantastic. Let's cut the e- economy. Let's bring down inflation. Let's investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Jim Biden and all the other Bidens for all of their corruption. And let's bring these impeachment proceedings already. And let's also, while we're at it, work to defund the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, the IRS, all these other organizations that have been weaponized against conservatives, not just Donald Trump, but all conservatives. That's the agenda. I mean, going in, when we all went to the polls or when a lot of us went to the polls back in November to elect conservatives to the House of Representatives and to give them, the conservatives, that majority, slim though it may be, um, to give them that majority in the House of Representatives, that's what we dreamed of. We dreamed of the de-weaponization of the American government. We dreamed of getting rid of the two-tier justice system. Uh, impeachment articles for Joe Biden, impeachment articles for Merrick Garland, for Alejandro Mayorkas, for Christopher Ray. none of that has happened yet, and hopefully, with somebody like a Jim Jordan in charge, we can expedite all of that. Not to mention saving a bunch of money and cutting inflation and uh, and making sure that going into the next election cycle, uh, we're start slowly but surely starting to get Washington D.C. back to a place of honor and um and and work and representing the people and not the special interests. Speaking of the special interests, I want you to know there's a fallacy going around too about Kevin McCarthy. The fallacy is and my you know I, my good buddy Brian Kilmeade shared it on his show and I just have to point out it's not true. It's 100% false. He said that because 8 representatives voted against Kevin McCarthy and everyone else voted for Kevin McCarthy that Kevin McCarthy has a 96% approval rating in the House of Representatives. And that's false. That's a lie. What he had was 96 percent of the votes, but votes and approval rating are very different. There's a lot of Republicans. There's a lot of conservatives who I surmise uh, did not vote for Kevin McCarthy. They did not vote for him. I'm sorry. There's a lot of Republicans I surmise who did not like Kevin McCarthy or support Kevin McCarthy and were seeking a change. But I surmise they voted. In favor of Kevin McCarthy because why would you need more people getting blood on their hands when you clearly already had the votes to get the job done? And this is something I asked Matt Gates, and like I said, I'll play you that interview here in just a minute if you missed it because I think it was it was one of the better interviews. And there's a lot of information to discern about what's going on really in Washington D.C. How many people are beholden to special interests? Why that's a horrible system, and why getting rid of all lobbying money as well as because it's twofold. It's not just the lobbying money. It's not just the people coming in and saying, Hey, we're gonna cut you a big fat check. You're gonna get elected, and then you're just gonna do whatever we tell you to do. We'll send you an email every week and we'll say, here's how you're voting on all of these issues. And if the phone rings back home, just put it on ignore. Let it go to voicemail. You know, have an assistant call those people back and appease them because you don't work for them. You don't work for the district that we elected you in. You work for us. That's just a formality. You know, that's the first part. That's the first problem with Washington DC. The second part is Is all of these representatives getting rich on these stock trades? Nancy Pelosi, (laughs) Pelosi, excuse me, excuse me, I had something, I had something in my... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs
0: shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it
1: possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your
0: bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. It's possible.
1: throat. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, getting rich on stock trades because they're using their power and their influence and their decision making capabilities because that's who's making the decisions. The Congress people are making decisions on where to spend billions of dollars of government money. And oh, wouldn't you know it? Their spouses just happen to buy stock in those companies before the contracts are signed by the Speaker. Oop, that's just totally a coincidence. And Matt Gates wants to get rid of that. Uh, incidentally, so do a couple of Democrats as well. So really, it's interesting. By getting rid of somebody who claims to have been a partisan unifier, you may actually find unity between the two parties on the ideas and the agenda items and the reform that actually matters to you and me and not to the uh, not to the swamp in Washington, D.C. So, like I said, Jim Jordan, if he doesn't become speaker after getting this endorsement from Donald Trump, I would be totally shocked. As I said before, and you'll hear it in a minute, he has the support of Matt Gates and a bunch of others. He has the support of the former president. And I believe that this week that they took off was a way to solidify support around one individual. So there wasn't another long list, like another 15 rounds of voting. And we asked Matt Gates about that too. and uh, And his answer may or may not surprise you. But anyway, we'll play it for you here in just a minute. Before we do that, I want to remind you to please like, and subscribe, and set notifications for this podcast, whether you're watching it on YouTube, whether you're you're listening to it on the uh, the podcast network, because it's very, very important that you get this information every single day. We bring it to you. We want you to get it. We want you to consume it. We want you to live it with every fiber of your being, um, because if you do, then, uh, then every single day, you'll know who's attacking you and how to fight back. Like, subscribe, set the notifications. Here, if you missed it, is our interview with representative Matt Gates. From Florida's first district. You may have heard a little bit about him. Give it up, please, for Congressman Matt Gates. <laughs> Congressman, welcome back. How are you?
0: What's up? I've gotta tell my comm staff they've gotta stop booking me on conspiracy theory Thursday. <laughs> 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 oh <laughs> no. Come are on. too easy, but I mean, thanks for having me,
1: brother. Yeah, no. But hey, listen, man. Thanks so much for. I know you've been busy. <laughs> I've seen you on the TV a little bit this week, uh, but we appreciate you taking the time. I mean, this has got to be this has got to be almost a surreal experience for you. And before we get into the speaker stuff and everything else, one thing that I don't know if you did it on purpose or if it was just an inadvertent byproduct, but you've really exposed a lot of this underlying corruption in in DC in the in the uh, House of Representatives. Because of the attacks people have been making on your fundraising efforts. And I think that is probably the most telling thing we've seen out of this whole thing.
0: It certainly got under my skin when the establishment Republicans were attacking me for the way I fund my campaign. And that's because I am the only Republican in the entire United States House and the entire United States Senate who refuses all donations from all lobbyists and all political action committees. You know, their money is no good with me. And, you know, the other path that I've tried to encourage people on is that if you do the right thing and if you communicate frequently with people what you're doing, why you're doing it, how it helps them live better lives, that you can actually have all you need to be a successful politician without having to do the favors and debase yourself uh, as a valet for the special interests. I mean, and when Congressman Garrett Graves went down to attack me for that on the floor, uh, I was eager to tell people, go to com, kick in 10, 20 bucks and you know, be a part of this movement. And there is no shame in that. It is actually patriotic and it is a proud thing to do to invest in the country and in the ideas that you believe
1: in. Oh, and I'll tell you what, we, one of my favorite lines of the entire year came from you when you yelled at the gallery. Oh, boo all you want. And we had a guy call in yesterday and say, Hey, for Halloween, you need to make shirts with Matt Gates standing in front of a bunch of ghosts. And it just says, Oh, boo all you want. <laughs> so, um, oh,
0: man. we're going to, I'll tell you, well, you know, I, I'm not a popular guy up here. I've, uh, I can't even keep a food taster. They keep dying.
1: <laughs> yeah, speaking of your popularity, I mean, you have been attacked by your own party a lot. There's been calls to expel you this week from the uh the Republican conference. I know there's been well, they can't really attack your mega donors because, like you said, you don't have any. The people that vote along with you, Nancy Mace, I think it's a rude awakening for her because she was attacking you. Back in January But now that she voted To out Speaker McCarthy She finds herself In need of some Of those small donations Because is it true That her uh, conservative Colleagues over there are, are telling her There's no more money For you when you run Again in 2024
0: uh, Yeah there have been Threats of uh, political uh, Fundraising withholding Threats to strip us Of our committee assignments Yeah Threats to expel us From the Republican conference And, and even physical Threats of violence uh, Some some people have Physically uh, threatened to, to, to harm us and all because we want to follow the law and have a budget. Yeah, like, the Listeners need to understand our demands are not extreme. Continuing to do what we've been doing that has failed the country and blown out our debt to $33 trillion is the extreme thing. What we said is the law since 1974 in our country demands that the Congress produce 12 separate bills Mm -hmm. that fund the different agencies of government. And Speaker McCarthy agreed that we weren't going to do it like we've been doing it since the 90s. We weren't going to do continuing resolutions and omnibus bills. We were going to do our bills. And then he sent everyone home for a six-week vacation, tried to back everybody against the wall, and tried to do it like it's always been done. And the fact that we want a budget and we want a process that allows open amendments and downward pressure on spending does not make us extreme, and actually I think it will bring in more independents and even reasonably-minded Democrats who realize like, you can't run $2 trillion annual deficits atop a $33 trillion debt and not ultimately affect the price of goods, the price of energy, the price of debt. I mean, 99% of America's counties would not allow an American earning the average income in that county to buy a home. Yeah, That, that is a failure, and, and the debt drives that. And
1: the spending is out of control. And I think another thing that's really eye-opening for people, and sure, there may have been initial shock when this thing happened. There may have been a lot of people who thought it wasn't going to happen. Uh, I know, you know, (laughs) poor Patrick McHenry almost broke his wrist slamming that gavel down. But uh, I think another thing that people realize is that, hey, Kevin McCarthy, for as tough as he played it or tried to play it with Joe Biden, actually did a lot of wheeling and dealing and negotiating because the first thing Joe Biden said was... I'm a little I'm a little concerned about funding for Ukraine because I had a deal with Kevin McCarthy that it was going to continue to get funded. And I think that's something that most Americans don't want anymore.
0: Not only is it something that most Americans don't want anymore, it's something that most House Republicans don't want anymore. My colleague Marjorie Taylor Greene crowbarred 300 million for Ukraine out of the defense appropriations budget and demanded a a, a single vote on that question. And one hundred and one Republicans voted for it and 117 republicans voted against it. So the Republican party should not be advancing more Ukraine money even the lagging indicator that is the United States Congress uh did not uh you know does not support that anymore.
1: Uh were there other cuz I had you know cuz there's eight of you and that was enough to oust the speaker. Is there another group of individual did you know going into this hey we have the votes nobody else needs sacrifice themselves cuz i feel like there's probably others other conservative Republicans in there that would have liked to have voted, but maybe if it weren't necessary, they wouldn't put themselves at risk. Do you feel that the support to oust the speaker, even though there were eight votes from Republicans was stronger?
0: You know, Mark, that's why, that's why you're a great interview, man. <laughs> uh, I've done like 10 interviews and no one's asked me that question. And it it, it is such a good question. Well, thank you. The answer is, is yes. There, there were, there was a batch of additional votes that were, there to oust McCarthy, but it didn't take a whole lot of math to realize that after six Republicans had voted to oust him, he was gone. And so, a, a lot of colleagues who did not, you know, who do support change, who are, are excited about the next phase of our leadership, uh, just didn't want the type of retribution and retaliation. I mean, there's there's plenty of members who don't want to be kicked off their committee, sure. Who don't want to have others saying that they are going to hit them in the face. Yeah. Uh, who don't want to have like. You become the subject of lies and smear. Like I knew this going in. I knew that. But you know, I I, I, uh, my only regret is it would be that I have but one congressional career to sacrifice for my country, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know. And so, if it costs me my job here in Congress, so what? We have got to get this place back on 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 fiscal sanity. But here, the question is so smart because it says something about the future and where we're going. Yeah. That there's actually less resentment. Than this, like ninety-six percent to four percent ratio might tell you. And there's actually some excitement about okay, we're we're probably going to get either Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise. Both of those guys, great men, uh, faithful men uh, to the Lord, to their families. And I I just am really excited about what they have to tell us about their plans to put downward pressure on spending and allow the body more accountability over that. Right. Because the the reason they designed the system the way they did is so that they can empower the people at the very top so that those people can go out and charge lobbyists and special interests for access at a point that even other elected lawmakers don't have access to that process.
1: And uh, speaking of, yeah, and that's true. And speaking speaking of speaker, I mean, People people the other the, the other thing we always hear the criticism is Matt Gates, he just blew the joint up. He didn't have a plan. He didn't know who he we asked him who's gonna lead and he didn't know. And I think, you know, going back to and I always say the Revolutionary War, I mean, we won victory from from uh, King George in seventeen eighty one. We didn't have a president until seventeen eighty nine. So you, you, can, you can go a week in Congress without a leader. But the fact of the matter is, I think what we've already seen and the excitement that, are, that there is rallying around Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise, I think it, there's this consensus that it doesn't matter who's leading. Anyone is a better choice. Is that kind of what we're starting to see?
0: Well, well right. You're seeing the plan. Yeah. Hey, you know, step one in the plan, write really important rules mm-hmm. where if Kevin strays, you can, you can yank him right then, and it doesn't have to be a long, slow bleed-out. You, sort of you, know, you can do it quick and as painless as possible. So that was step one of the plan. We executed that in January. Step two in the plan is ha- have enough people with enough guts where if this starts reverting back to the corrupt muscle memory of yeah. yesterday here, yeah. then yeah. we've got the courage to actually enforce it. Boom. Step two done, he's gone. Step three, get someone who is more conservative but that also will, will accept this rule, these rules that we set up to put guardrails around spending, right? And mainly returning non-defense discretionary spending to pre-COVID levels. Government spending increased by 40% during Mm -hmm. COVID. We have got to ratchet that back, okay? It is a must. So, you know, those are the things combined with someone like a Jim Jordan or a Steve Scalise, uh, people who are known throughout the country. They excite our activists. They excite uh, uh, the people who donate to our campaigns for the right reasons, and I just think that we're going to be in better hands either way. And I haven't made my final my final mind up yet because I want to I want to get down to the specifics of the plan and the details to be able to go line by line through these budgets and not allow government to just grow because it existed the year before
1: so jim jordan steve scalise donald trump whoever it is they're still going to have the same one uh, vote vacate rule in place the guard rules will remain no matter what no matter who it is is that right
0: well i don't know there are a number of republicans who say that they will only support a speaker who will change the one member motion to mm. vacate but that is the existing rule of the house right that would have to get 218 votes I'll be honest with you. If, if it was a Jim Jordan, I would probably let be less obsessed with a one person, you know, motion to vacate yeah. because I know Jim Jordan. Yeah. I, I've known the man for seven years and I know his metal perhaps knowing Kevin McCarthy for as many years also showed why we're so laser <laughs> focused on that during, during his time. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, I, I'm open-minded to a discussion about that. Some people did feel very strongly about that, but, um, you know, we'll see how that you know, plays out in the in the coming hours and
1: days. I mean, knowledge is power. Real quick, I know you got to go. I know we've got to go, and we're so excited, like I said, to be able to catch up with you. Wednesday, I think, is when you all get back. Is the goal to have a decision made before you return to the chamber so that there isn't a long, drawn-out, four-day, 15-vote battle again? Is that kind of what, what the reason for the recess was, or is it going to be a long, drawn-out battle again, and we just have to wait and see? Uh,
0: if the betting line for the number of <laughs> Floor votes that it took to be speaker was 1.5 you would you would want to mortgage the house to take the under fantastic
1: fantastic matt gates representative congressman from florida's first district and i mean i'm going to be oh best head of hair in in the uh, in the whole capitol building we just Oh man well. sending me off blushing um, <laughs> hey listen check back i know you got a busy week next week as well but check back with us in a couple of weeks we'd love to talk to you again
0: all uh, right. thanks Mark.
1: There you go. All right, so we'll, we'll look we're, we're going to check back in with them in a couple of weeks when this is all settled down and see how things are going, but I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the future of the Republican Party. I'm excited about the future of Congress. And I hope that everybody else in Congress starts to see the light of how working for the people and being funded by the people, really crowdfunding your entire political career is really the best maneuver because then when you go to Washington DC you're working for the people, not the special interest groups, not the not the billionaires, not the corporations, not all of these the, this dark money that just wants to control you. Because if you get one big fat check from anybody, that's the person who's going to be calling your shots. Uh, this speaker battle is going to be going on till, well, it's not really a battle anymore, I guess, now that Donald Trump has anointed Jim Jordan. But the vote will be on Wednesday. We'll be following all the action until then. Thank you. Uh, don't forget, subscribe, like, Uh, set your notifications, share this content with everybody, you know, because the more people that know, the more we can grow and the easier it will be for all of us to save the Republic.